praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 We have every reason to give him all the worship that he deserves. He's been good to us. He's been the same God. He changed not. And we're going to worship him this evening. We're going to worship him. Begin to lift up your voice and give him all the worship. You are Alpha and Omega. You alone, you alone, oh God. You alone, oh God, are worthy, you alone. Deserve our worship, you alone, oh God. You alone, you alone. We worship you, oh God. We bless your name, we bless your name. Yeah. 
you're greater than no God. You are great. Oh, you are great. You are great. You are great. You're greater than no
the great I am. I live. Sacrifice. I am more than the song. 
It is all about you, 
pray. We give you glory, Lord. We bless you, holy name, and praise your precious name. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you for blessing us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God in the highest. Okay. So let's quickly run through what we had last week, the scriptures. And add just a few ones today and call it a day. We are looking at still discovering ourselves in Christ. This should be but four, right? But we are looking at um, last week's scriptures just to remind ourselves So we can just use um, NKJV, the New King James Version, and read Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. We're just going through them and then just keep ourselves abreast with what we had. Philippians 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So you are coming. Is it coming? What we had last week. We're talking about having the same mind. Being like-minded. Like-minded. And if we are discovering ourselves in Christ, then we are supposed to have the mind of Christ. And that makes us one body of Christ. 2 Timothy 4, verse 10. It's another one that we, we shared. 2 Timothy 4, verse 9 to 10. Okay. Be diligent to come to me quickly, mm -hmm. for Damas has forsaken me, yes. having loved this present world, and has departed for Thessalonica. Mm -hmm. Christians, for Galatia, Titus for the Damatia, amen. And that is where we got to know that even Paul needed his team to be on the same page, the same mind with him, so that we could reach the target. All right. Romans 12, 16. We also read Romans 12, 16. Thank you, Lord. Romans twelve sixteen. Mm. Be of the same mind towards one another. Yes. Do not set your mind on high things, yes. but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Amen. Amen. First Corinthians one ten. So it said, don't be wise in your own opinion. We have to be together as the people of God. 
Uh, we don't have to think that we are better than anybody. anybody. And we think that we are more relevant than somebody in the church or in the body of Christ. We have 1 Corinthians 1.10. 1 Corinthians 1.10. Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all that you all speak the same thing. Speak the same and thing. that there'll be no division among you. Yes. But that you will be perfectly joined together in the same mind. Yes. And in the same judgment. Yes. Amen. Amen. Second Corinthians eight, sixteen to nineteen. Second Corinthians eight, sixteen to nineteen. And from the scriptures we previously read, Paul was admonishing the church. So that we can be like-minded, neatly joined together. Second Corinthians eight sixteen to nineteen. Second Corinthians eight sixteen nineteen mm. to nineteen. But thanks be to God who put the same earnest care for you into the heart of Titus. Yes. For he is not only accepted the exhortation, mm. but being more diligent, he went to you of his own accord. Mm. And we have sent with him the brother who prays is in the gospel throughout all the churches. Yes. And not only that, but who was also chosen by the churches to travel with us with this gift, mm. which is administered by us to the glory of the Lord himself. Yes. And to show your ready mind. Amen. Amen. To show your ready mind. Philippians 2, verse 2. Philippians 2, verse 2. Philippians 2, verse 2. Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, mm -hmm. having the same love, yes. being of one accord, mm -hmm. of one mind. Amen. Amen. Being of one accord and of one mind. And that is what the church is supposed to do. Philippians 3, verse 1. Philippians 3, verse 1. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. Amen. Amen. Rejoice in the Lord. We can only rejoice if we are like-minded. Otherwise, when we are divided, we will even despise somebody's joy in the Lord. All right. Philippians 4, 2. Same Philippians chapter 4, the verse 2. Philippians 4, 2. Yes. I employ Judea and I employ Sinta to be of the same mind in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Imagine people who are not close together, who are not helping with having the same mind. And he employed them to be of the same mind. Lastly, First Peter 4. Verse 12. 1 Peter 4, verse 12. And we move on to today's business. 1 Peter 4, verse 12. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fairy trial which is to try you, as though some strange things happen to you. Amen. Amen. So, there is wisdom and being together, having the same mind as the people of God and even as the body of Christ. And one wisdom behind this thing is 
people even begin to find their purpose when they begin to get connected to, say, a church, and when they begin to allow themselves to be incorporated into the vision of that church. The same language, the same vision, the same direction. Until they met Jesus, they were fishermen, they were tax collectors, right? And Jesus redefined their lives by the association he brought them into. They thought they were supposed to try to just serve God and try to feed family. So they were serving God as religious people and they were feeding family by the carriers they were into until they met Jesus. And he said, when you follow me, I will make you fishers of men. Peter never saw himself standing before multitudes to preach. He never saw himself being able to even work miracles. He never saw himself bold enough to present his life as nothing for the cause of Jesus. You understand? Until Matthew got into the presence of Jesus and became a disciple, he was not able to separate himself from collecting tax. And at that time, being a tax collector, being a Jew, and being employed by the Roman government to collect tax, the Jews hated him. They didn't like him. They didn't like Matthew because he had joined the uh, Connolly, that is the Roman Empire, to be collecting taxes that the Israelites or the Jews realized that they shouldn't pay because that is their, that's their country. And you have come to take over and ask them to pay. Like Jesus said, citizens shouldn't pay tax. It's foreigners that pay tax. So they were really not happy about it. But Matthew's life got redefined because of the door that Jesus opened for them to come together and be one. And they began to realize who they're supposed to be. You understand? One time, Elijah the prophet was doing his daily business of being a prophet. And then God has showed him that Elisha was supposed to join him and even take over. He went passed through where Elisha was and threw his mantle on Elisha. It's very interesting how that thing happened when you read it in the Bible. It's like a movie. <laughs> so Elijah threw the mantle on Elisha 
And Elisha was actually the head of the people tending the sheep and the cattle and all that for his father. So Elijah threw the mantle on him and Elisha understood the language for him to throw the mantle on him. So Elisha quickly ran to Elijah and said, let me just cook a meal and say bye to my father and his, and the work he's given me so I can follow you. And Elijah, you know, testing him and all that said, what do I have to do with you? Go and do what you have to do. You know, so Elisha went, killed an animal, cooked and said goodbye and quickly ran to catch up with Elijah after a few hours. And it was amazing. Now, Elisha was called the man that poured water on the hand of Elijah. The man that poured water on the hand of Elijah. And by getting connected to him, to Elijah, we saw what happened to Elisha. He became the next prophet and God mightily used him. You get it. So it is that anytime you are connected to a vision, it is very easy for you to have an open mind or a, a discovery of yourself. You understand? It is very easy to just, because there is one mind, there is one spirit, there is one, one major vision ahead. And everybody involved starts becoming something wonderful. A guy who was a chef for a man of God didn't even know he had a calling on his life. He was just a chef. And I speak to you now and he's a bishop in the same church. Uh, one man who had a contract of um, he was into getting boreholes for the church, their branches and all that, doing other things as a contract worker. Is now also a bishop in the same church. He thought that he was just supposed to get his contract, get the money and go. He didn't know that he had a bishopric calling upon himself. So when the mind is the same, it is very easy to discover yourself. When our minds are the same, and we have our heart into what we do. It is very easy to discover ourselves. It's very easy to realize that we are more than what we think we are. We have too much potential in us. We have too much of God, God's agenda in us when we are together. And it begins to open up. It is not enough to think that whatever we are doing is what we are supposed to do because there is more we can do by the Spirit of God as there is togetherness. Praise God. So association like this can open yourself to what you are supposed to be. Timothy Titus, they didn't know they had apostolic calling on themselves until they came in contact with Paul and through that 
they realize who they were. You catch it? It's just unfortunate. Whatever reason people have when they get connected or associated or they join a particular church, for example, somebody says, oh, I left that church and joined this church because uh, the pastor was too short, you know. He stands at the pulpit and I can't see him. <laughs> somebody says, oh, I left because there's no, there's no vibe. People have reasons. In those days, when true Christians relocated, the first thing they looked for was a church in that neighborhood or in that town. The first thing they asked, not where the job is, whether it's far or closer to where they were going to live. The first thing is, that, is there a church? And if they go and there's no church, they try Bible studies by neighbors or they call the other church, the former church, or and I tell them, we, we, I need a church here. And then they do make wow and there will be a church. And people begin to realize that they were more than what they, they were. Some, some of them were housewives. Some of them were, you know, coal miners, you know, and all that. And when they came in contact, their eyes opened and they realized that they could do more. That is how come we have the Catherine Coleman, the uh, Amy McPherson, the sister uh, Woodetha, and all those people. It was through these little, little associations and fellowships that they realized that they had a mighty call of God upon their lives. Amen. It takes a lot to say yes to God. And it takes more strength to maintain your response to God. You understand? It takes a lot for someone to say yes finally to God. Because the person would have gone through a lot of things, a lot of, a lot of battles in the mind. Because when God wants to bring something out of you, it is like, there's something in you like a baby that needs to come out. And birth is not easy. And God wants to bring out something that he really plays in you. So for you to finally say, yes, Lord, it has taken a lot. And it means that you're going to also let a lot go. <laughs> Just as we read before, that it, it even seems that you hate yourself. And remember, that is just for discipleship. He says that it, it, in comparison, you have to hate your mother, your father, your brethren, and yourself in order to qualify to be his disciple. That is for discipleship. You understand? That's for discipleship. What about the discipler? The apostles were disciples until they became disciples. They now disciple other people because Jesus said, go into the world and make disciples. So that means you must graduate from being a disciple into a discipler, a teacher, so that you can have what? Students. So what qualifies you to even be a disciple is 
what we read, it should look like you hate your family, you hate yourself. How much more graduating, what it takes to, to become a discipler, it, it's a lot. So to say yes and to maintain the yes, that maintenance, the maintaining of the yes is blood. You bleed blood to maintain it. Why? Because anything that is against God is against you. You catch it. Everything and anything that is against God is against you. So you bleed blood. Because can you imagine who God is? All powerful God. He's got things that hate him. And you a human being, you're going to have the same things that hate God Almighty come after you. Jesus said, because of me, they will beat you. They will arrest you. They will shame you because of me. So that is hard. And check what happens to the disciples and check what is still happening to Christians. It is hard. And it's all because of Christ. So our discovering ourselves and all these things are all because of Christ. And that is the main life. It's all because of Christ. That means if it is because of Christ, then to finally or totally become what he wants you to become calls a lot of work on you. You must, you are going to go through stuff. You're going to go through stuff. And it's not about your comfort anymore. If it's about Christ, then it's not about our comfort anymore. It's about his instructions. If it is about Christ. If you meet a military man, it tells you that the reason why I joined the army is to be comfortable. You will laugh. Because that ain't true. That's not true. During the memorial holiday, I, I was watching somebody on the Instagram and the president said she had two friends. One died in Iraq, one died in Afghanistan. That is not a life of comfort. Have you ever been to Iraq or Afghanistan? There's no comfort there. But people opt to go in, be trained, just to go die. And Jesus says, because of me, they'll put you in prison. Because of me, they will revile you. Because of me, the, whatever they did to me is what they will do to you more. They did that to him for three years because his ministry was, was for three years. But you and I are not going to be in ministry for three years. <laughs> We're going to be in ministry for more than three years. So a lot of stuff like that will come after us. Both physical, both spiritual, and a lot, mo most times you're going to think that God is just punishing us. Sometimes you're going to have that feeling that God is just punishing us because why will you all do all these things and call us and still make us feel like there's too much, too much at stake? That is, that is how it is. <laughs> so if we are not together, we don't have strength to go through. If we don't have the same mind, that's what I told you. Look at all these things that we read. All of them were written by Paul and one by Peter. The rest, Paul. 
Philippians, 2 Timothy, Corinthians, and all that, were all written by Paul concerning the, the, the coming together and being joined together because that is the tool to conquer and penetrate. It's a mighty tool for us. It's a mighty tool for us. Unfortunately, the, the new div definition of church is not the project of Christ. Unfortunately, majority of the churches are no longer into the project of Christ. They are into the project of self. You understand? Honestly, of self. And that is what it has become. Self. And that is why the devil is no longer fighting the church. The devil is in the church. He's not fighting the church. He has the church. Most of the churches are controlled by the devil because of greediness, because of fame pursuit, and because of power pursuit. The devil has taken over. He, he used to fight the church. Now he's appointing leaders for the church. I was watching this man of God, well, if he's a man of God, you know, talking on the, looking at the camera, talking, and he said, so the devil told me, no, God told me. He's, he's from America. Right there, he was just caught. The, God, the devil told me. You just know where they all come from. And people are given to them, given to them because they know how to eloquently seduce you for your money. People are given to them into their ministry and they are doing big time, big time things and all that. And when you check the power behind them, you know the devil is in control. He is not fighting the church. He has the church. Most of it. Most of it. So we have work to do. Jesus said that the, the, the field is white. The souls are there. The work is wild, but the laborers are few. And the few laborers are actually diverting the course. So we have work to do. And until you come to the place of who you are, how do we win? Until we come to the place of togetherness and put our strength in this thing. Look, look at the days of the apostles where the Bible says nobody's possession was really theirs. Everybody's possession was for everybody. Those were actually the days of real one-mindedness, one, one, one body of Christ. This one will never say, hey, that's my house that don't come near. This one will never say, that's my property that don't come near. They were ready at any time to sell just to support. We don't have it here. We don't have it anymore. So the unity and the one-mindedness we're talking about is actually is diminishing. It's, it's getting out of place. And that is why the devil is, is happy and is able to control minds in the church because we are into mind and self. This is mind and you don't touch it. How many people close from church and would like to give those who don't have cars or easy transportation, easily get them to into their cars and say, let me go drop you off. How many do it now? They'll tell you I'm not because why? When something even goes wrong, you, you sue me. If something goes wrong in the car and there's, for, for, God forbid, an accident, you even sue me, me trying to help you. 
So, we are afraid to help each other. That is not how it's supposed to be. So, power is limited. Manifestations of the power of God are very limited. What you see and you marvel at as manifestations of the Spirit are actually chaff. Chaff. Those days of real fire, those days of real power were because, look, I was reading the one, one um, you know, I have a book of all of the sermons of John G. Lake. I just love him. So they had a meeting one night. I think he had it with uh, ministers or so. And then he told them, this was South Africa because his work was mainly in South Africa before he moved back to U.S. He had two churches in South Africa. If you have ever heard of Apostolic Faith Continuation and one other church by him, he said to them, do you think that the miracles and the power of God you saw in South Africa was because any of us was powerful? No. He says it's because of people's blood. There were missionaries sent from U.S. to South Africa to join the church of John G. Lee. And some died and they were told, as you are coming, you will die. Those days of malaria, high heavy malaria, some died in the bush, some died by hunger. Others were told, don't go, if you go, you die. And they say, if we don't go and die, what is our use? How human beings can talk like this? If we don't go and die, what is our use? Can we talk like this? And they saw real power in their days because the unity to die was even awesome. And we don't have it in our days. Why should I die because of your calling? Why should I die because of the ch your church? You see how we, we, we position things now. They, they, one day, I, should, I think I should, I should come and read that message here. He said, people's blood, people's sacrifices, and God could not but allow his power to work because he saw how people were united to die for him. Are we united to die for him? Are we united to die for him? When I hear, when I hear excuses, excuses, excuses by a lot of Christians, why they can't do this, why they are doing this, and why this is not happening, and you, 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 like Paul says, I, I feel I want to be accursed for my people. He wants to, he wants to be cursed for them. Like God should curse him for, for what attitude they have. That's why he got mad and even said, oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? You knew the truth from the beginning. Why have you sat down for somebody to bring in their doctrine to, to take you, swear you off from the main cause of Christ? I wish I was accursed for my people. We don't have it here anymore. Everybody has excuses. Look, these are the days where somebody doesn't go to church, they'll send their offering. Those were the days. They are not able to go to church. Maybe something came up. They were in a traveling. Some they will send their offering. This is the, the unity they had. Do we have it in these days? If I don't show up, my offering will not show up. <laughs> it, 
You know how funny it is when you, those days, I, I think it's still there. When you tell someone in your, in your house, I'm going to church, they say, oh, remember me in your prayer. Why didn't you add your offering so that I also present your offering? So, too, too much into self. When was the last time you went on your knees specifically to pray for the vision of the church? You see it? It is the lack of love, the lack of addictive love and addictive unity. One mind joined together is lacking in the church. It is. So power has become a problem. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. If you think you are seeing power in our days, that's funny. That is not power. It's chaff. It's like what is remaining. It was easy in a service for someone's amputated arm to grow without anybody touching the person or praying. It was very easy. It was very common. <laughs> it was very common. Because we are coming from, we are coming out from being together. We are coming out from being together. Do it together and die together. I told you how Bishop Eetisaki wrote a letter and sent to Bishop Dag that I offer myself and they've been united in one mind up to now. And you know the funny thing? He was way, 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 way older than Bishop Dag. All his two main assistants, Bishop Dag and Bishop Ediadi, they are all older than him. But Bishop Eetisaki, as a law student, presented and said, let's do this together. Do you know what even made it more wonderful? In the days of, in the, in the university days, where Bishop Dag was a medical student and Bishop Saki was a law, 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 law student, he was struggling to pay his fees. Bishop Dag came from a rich home. But Bishop Saki, Brother Saki at that time, couldn't pay his fees. Typical poverty. Even his dad, he, he never had the relationship of father and son. In his troubles, in his pain, in his tears, he offered himself and said, let's do the work of God together. That is what made it more special. And there were days Bishop Dago take money and give it to him. Say, take this money, go and give it to your father. The man you are not talking to, the man who has not been good to you, well, because of that, he was able to reconcile himself to his father and they became best friends before his father died. He owed it to the court. Because, look, there's so much we can do together when we are united in our mind. The, the strength and the power that comes out is surprising. It is surprising. We can bring heaven down for having the same mind as a church. It will surprise you. And they've been together. You know what? Something happened. You know they were all in one church. Lighthouse Chapel in Kolegono. And Bishop. They, then they went to the Kodesh. Had a bigger one. And Bishop Dak said to this pastor, this pastor, you go and start branches. 
And he said, ah, we have been together for so long. Why is it's like you don't like us to be around you anymore? He even told his main assistant, he said, You should go and start some bush. Go, go and start. You may think that ah, this man wants us to go far from him. Now they've all built cathedrals and they're happy. They've all built cathedrals, they are, their churches are big. And then they realized that's not because he was actually sacking them, but he wanted them to even do more. There's more they could, they could have done. And by telling them, go here, go here, go here. <laughs> yeah. Togetherness. Let's read some scriptures. I don't want to just talk. And I... Amos chapter 3, verse 3. Amos 3.3. New King James. Amos 3.3. Can two walk together unless they are agreed? Yeah. Amen. Is, is, is it possible for two to just start working, working together? They have to agree. Are you catching it? There has to be agreement. Look, come, let's work together. They have to agree. What do we say? If you want to go faster, then you go alone. But if you want to go far, you go together. Because when you are going alone, you are very fast, but you easily get tired because you had your own speed. But when you are two, you are going, you are talking, your conversations are going on. Before you realize, you've gone very far. Because you didn't realize that energy, too much energy had gone on. Because you were just together and talking and not minding the journey. So if we can go far and become big people as God wants us to be. When I say big people, the people that are relevant in the eyes of God. We have to agree and move. Two, agree. So can, can two work together? Unless they agree. And you see how far they can go. One shall chase a thousand. Two shall chase how many? 10,000. So if you think that, oh, I'm the anointed one, I, I can chase a thousand. Meanwhile, two people are able to chase 2,000. Which one is preferable? One chasing a thousand or two chasing 2,000? Yeah. It is all because of unity. Deuteronomy 32, 30. Deuteronomy 32, verse 30. Imando severe de bea. Deuteronomy 32, verse 30. Yes. How could one chase a thousand and two put two at uh, ten thousand to flight? Mm -hmm. Unless the rock had sold them, mm -hmm. and the Lord has surrendered them. Amen. Amen. Joshua 23.10. Joshua 23.10. Yeah. One man of you shall chase a thousand, for the Lord your God is he who fights for you. As he promised you. Mm -hmm. Amen. Out of the lost, only one can chase thousand. So what can the two and three and four chase? 
And that is what we are seeing in the body of Christ. The rest are sitting down, warming the seat, and are watching just one person and other one person try to do everything, try to chase a thousand years, and the rest are just warming the seat. How, how about we doing it together? We doing it together and see how much we can chase, see how much we can accomplish. How, how far we can go and how much we can accomplish if we agree to do this thing together. I, imagine. Jesus has all the power, true or not true, yet he chose people to move with him. The accomplishment and the finishing of the work of Jesus on earth couldn't have been possible without the people who were with him. Including the one who betrayed him. They are all part of the team. Are we together? They were, they were all part of the team. All part of the team. Including the people, the women, like we read in, I think, Luke 8. When they started saying that we will also support Jesus with our substance and travel with him. Remember Luke 8, right? Joanna and Mary Magdalene and all that. They said we will travel with him. They gave, they, they supported him with their substance and their time and their selves, themselves. Very powerful unity. And Jesus was now able to move into villages and towns doing the will of the Father and speaking about the kingdom. We don't win when you are separated. If ever we will win by separation, it's a small win. It's a very feeble, fecal, whatever win. It doesn't have weight. It doesn't have weight. It doesn't. If we think we can win by ourselves, it doesn't have weight. Are we here? Matthew 18. From verse 18 to verse 19. Matthew 18. Be very severe. Live in the severe. Matthew 18, 18 to 19. We bow down. Matthew 18, 18 to 19. Yes. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Yes. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Uh -huh. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that you ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Mm -hmm. Amen. And verse 20. Verse 20, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Please read the APMC. Use the Amplified Classic. APMC translation. All right. Matthew 18, 18 to 20. Yeah. Truly I tell you, whatever you forbid and declare to be improper and unlawful on earth must, must be what is already forbidden in heaven. 
And whatever you permit and declare proper and lawful on earth must be whatever already permitted in heaven. Yep. Again, I tell you, if two of you on earth agree, mm-hmm. harmonize together, make a synonym together, make a symphony together, yep. about whatever anything and everything they may ask, it will come to pass and be done for them by my Father in heaven. Powerful. For wherever two or three are gathered, drawn together as my followers, in into my name, there I am in the midst of them. Yeah. Amen. So you spoke about if we say we are two and we agree, it means we, we are harmonized together or there is a symphony together, right? It says it can cause my father to answer you. When we are together. <laughs> and see what he said. When two or three are gathered in my name. When two or three people have come together in unity in my name. He said, I am there. Only you. It will be hard for just only you to have him there. But when two or three are there. When there is. Look. God is attracted to a place of unity. He's attracted. He's very attracted to a place of togetherness. He moves quickly and faster. That's why when you pray alone, the answer is different. When you pray with somebody in agreement, the answer is different. Yeah. Recently, somebody married herself. Imagine you marrying yourself. How is it like? She married herself. And imagine two people marrying. How is the feeling also like? Yeah? (laughs) So we should just come out. We should let that thing go. That myself, I'm, I'm going to try to do it. It shouldn't be like that. You do it. Let's see. Look, there are two kinds of Christians. There's a, there are Christians who push with you the boat onto the river. And the other ones who wait for you on the other side, if you're able to come and meet them there, then they know you're serious. Then they try to join you. But I've arrived. So what are you joining me for? <laughs> there are actually those who want to push with you. And there are those who are just going to wait and see, let's see, let's see if you can do it. Those people are not united. Unity means we are together. We win together, we die together. And that is what God is talking about. That is what the scriptures are talking about. And that is what the spirit of God desires for the church and desires for the people of God, the Christians. If we call ourselves Christians, this should be common amongst us. The the unity and the strength to pursue and conquer. It should be common among us. Why do we have classes and divisions in the churches? Why do we have separations like that? You know the sad thing? When they say, oh, the youth ministry is meeting. Oh, when they say youth for the year. <laughs> we will not go. Why? It's, it's the youth. This is, when they say, oh, the women, women's ministry are doing, oh, it's the women. So the men will not go, the youth will not go. Oh, Sunday school week is for the children. Oh, okay, let the children go. Only the mothers who will try to take their children and drop them off. But the whole church is not there because it is for the children. 
How do we win like this? How do we win? In politics, if I'm the presidential candidate and I'm campaigning, every other candidate like senators and other people, though I'm not even in their town, they travel to come and support me. Because if I win, they win. And then I also have to travel to each of them, their town, to also campaign with them and for them. Because if they win, I win. Politics rule to win. Why is it different in Christianity? Even politicians that they are doing it for their own, them, their own selves, they understand they coming to, even if they hate each other, they must pretend to like each other just for the vote. But we can do it. You hear a Christian say, I just hate her guts. I can't stand her. Anytime I see her in church, I can't stand her. You. <laughs> so how do we win like this? And unfortunately, the day that person said it was a new person entering the church, had what a, a, a member of the church said and said, I'm going, I'm never coming back. Because as people in the church, you even can't stand each other. Then me, what am I doing here? <laughs> she disgusts me. See, it's sad. It is sad. I saw a picture in a courtroom. A man and a husband and wife were going to get divorced, and they had the same fabric on. They had the same African print. They wore the same African print, yet they were in court to divorce. And people were asking, how are you going to divorce, coming together, dressing the same? But you know the interesting thing? We've seen people dress together, husband and wife dress together, come to church, and they were fighting from home. Still, they were dressed together. So, it's not the appearance that should show that we are just together. It should be a, a ment mental thing. You see, mentality-wise, consciously, spiritually, soul, soul speaking, and physically, the unity should not be just for pretense. It's not for pretense. We can't we can fake it. It's not for pretense. It cannot be for pretense. It shouldn't be. Why will somebody start a church in Ghana and have the branches of the church all over the place if minds are not together? Yeah. If minds are not together. Somebody told a senior pastor when he stole one of the branches of the church. And the senior pastor was like, don't do that. Return the branches. Oh, you have a lot of branches. Let me just take this one. You may think it's okay, right? Yes, the Lord, just give him this one. If you have four children, somebody says, you have four, let me just take one. Will you agree? Oh, you have four children. My father, they had 11. When the second one died, they still cried. <laughs> my father and my mother cried. My mother actually had diarrhea instantly. But you, 
It's 11. Only one is going. I still have 10 now. So why are you crying? You can't just let go because, it, look, if you have invested your passion and your heart into it, then you understand what it means to be together or have everything together. That's why Jesus said that if somebody has 100 sheep and one gets missing, he leaves the 99 because the 99, they understand themselves. They know they're supposed to be here. He leaves the 99 and goes to look for the one because that one, there's a lot of investment in, in that one. Yeah. Have you been in that place before where your coin fell and you were looking for it. Everywhere you look for it. If you have not been in that position, then God bless you, you are very rich. Yeah. See, sometimes you are driving and something, you, will, you, you need a fail in the car. And you try to keep your eyes on the road and your eyes searching for the thing. Because you, you need it. That is how we should be together in the church. We need each other because look, someone said, how can we say in a church, you if we are in, is no full. If we are out, we are not short. How can we talk like this? How can we talk like this? <laughs> Selfishness is the reason why. Sometimes and there are people who are not showing themselves as relevant in the church. That when they leave or when they are in, it doesn't mean anything. But it's because of how we look at them. If you see, look at them with the eyes of the Lord, you understand it differently. Unless the person is a scorner, and the Bible says, cast out the scorner, so the contention may cease. Jesus said that of all you give me, I lost none except the son of perdition. Definitely there's someone who is not who's, who's not supposed to be part. And they are in there as a mixed multitude to cause everybody into darkness. We find them out and we deal with them. You understand? But if in the face of whatever, apart from that, we, we are dividing and saying things and throwing people out by our words... One time there was this person who, who was mainly the person who would sweep the church and all that. And then the pastor was able to get another person to join. And this lady frowned. She was angry. I am the one usually sweeping here and cleaning here. And now there's another one to come and join me. I'm supposed, why, why are you adding another person? Can you imagine? She got mad. She, she really got mad. For having a helping hand come help her. She got mad. <laughs> Attention seekers. We shouldn't be like that. We shouldn't be like that. We are to stand and be together. Let me give you a last scripture. John 17, the verse 20 to 23. John 17. NKJV is going, yes. 20 to 23. Yes. 
John 17, 20 to 23. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all, that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me, mm -hmm. and I in you, that they also may be one in us, yep. that the world may believe that you sent me, and the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. Mm -hmm. I in them and you in me, yep. that they may be made perfect in one. In one. And that the world may know that you have sent, sent me, me. And I have loved them as you have loved me. Amen. And this is a prayer of Jesus before he, he, he finished his work. And this is what he was telling God the Father. That... All the believers, not just the ones he had, but even in future, you and I, that we should be one. See how he said, perfect in one. We are perfect if you have one mind and one voice. We are perfect. Isn't it amazing? Individuals, we are not perfect. But when we stick together, it's perfection. That's what he said. Perfect in one. That you and I, I in you, I in them. This is the this is how the whole thing is. God in Jesus, Jesus in God, we in Jesus, Jesus in us. <laughs> Together. Yeah. We will not despise each other. We will not. Look, if we are together, it will be hard to point out somebody's weakness. It will be hard. When we are together. Why? If something is very close to you like this, can you see it? Can you see it? Why? It's too close. When we are too close together, we don't see each other's fault. When it's like this, ah, this is how you are. When it's very close to you. So if we are very together in Christ, in the same agenda, in the same vision, we will never see each. That's why Bible says, Confess each other's fault. Confess your fault to each other so that you will pray for each other. You understand? It is only you that will know, ah, I have a problem. And I come to you and say, this is my problem. And you help me pray. It's because of unity. Because I know by the time I'm telling you, you are not judging me. And you will not go and tell the next person. That is what is happening in the church now. We can't confine in each other anymore. We can't. So everybody tells the pastor because they cannot confine the pastor and he now is full of everybody's secret. And now he has blood pressure. Problem. Until I tell you this, this, you will not be able to know that I have a problem because we are two together, too much united. And the only way that we can even project the goal of righteousness and holiness is that confining in each other and speaking of our force. Oh, you pray for me. I pray for you. It's missing. How many people can just go to somebody in a church and say, brother, this or sister, this, I have a problem. Help me pray. And please don't tell anybody. It's hard. And yet we are expecting to see the power of God in the full force. It can't work like that. We are two not together. Can you use the the TPT for this same scripture. Thank you, Lord. 
John 17, 20 to 23. And I I ask not only for these disciples, Mm -hmm. but also for all those who one day will one day believe in me through their message. Which is you and I. Mm-hmm. I pray for them all to be joined together as one. Oh, I pray for them all to become individually powerful. He says, I pray for them all to be what? Joined together. Which, which means Jewish, non-Jewish, Gentiles, everybody, we are one. Nobody will say that like, like the woman told Jesus, you are a Jew, I'm a Samaritan. How, how can you come and ask me for water? We don't come from the same place. You are a Jew. I'm a Samaritan. Don't dare ask me. You are not supposed to even talk to me. Jesus was praying that those ethnic barriers and race differentials and all that would just be buried. He says together, together. That is one of the reasons why we speak English in Righteous Nation. Because we are not focused on only Ghanaians. We are supposed to be one. We're supposed to have Jamaicans. We're supposed to have Spanish, um, Italians. Everybody from every other to come together. That is the project of Jesus. You understand? That's the project of Jesus. And the funny thing is that if we should only speak tree, is every Ghanaian a tree-speaking person? You get it? So sometimes you even have people attacking you. You are Ghanaian church. Why? Who told you? Why do you call the name Ghanaian church? Do you understand? And it's these same people that bring divisions in the churches. Why do you call it a Ghanaian church? This is a Spanish church. This is just for, you know, Jamaican. This is just for Chinese people. And so when you go there and you're speaking Mandarin, you will not be able to find your place anywhere because it's a, it is a Chinese church. Since when did we start attaching ethnicity, cultures, and all that to the cause of Christ? The reason why we are never together, look at how many Ghanaian churches, in quote, are in this area, in this town. Why can't we all come together and even form one church, speak our English so that every other country, you know, sit, um, 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 every other native or whatever person can join us? Why can't it be? We want to mark our territories by our languages, by our race, by our whatever. How can it work? That is not the prayer of Jesus. That all shall be one. Is that what you read? All should be one. We don't have a, a Jewish church. We don't have a Gentile church. Paul said, I am indebted to the Jew and to the Gentile. I am indebted to preach to the Jew and to the Gentile. And they tell, look, one day, it was even on the radio. I was speaking, you know, on the radio, I speak my English and all that. And I had a testimony. Somebody said, oh, other people from Ghana, they want to listen. But when they came on the thing, I was speaking English. So they left. They, they couldn't, they didn't want the English. They want the tree. I can never limit myself to that thing. Can you imagine that because the person is speaking English, you, you don't want to hear the word of God. The person should speak your language. Because the calling was for you. Or the Bible was written for a specific language people. These same people, when they go to whatever and they are filling forms, somebody sends them an invitation to come to UK, to America, and they are filling the forms. They don't fill the forms in G. They fill the forms in English. 
True or not true? And yet they force that such limited culture on people. That's not what, what Jesus says. He says that we should be together as one. No race, no color, no one. God have mercy. Sometimes, imagine we are in a tree speaking, you know, church, and then somebody from, let's say, Nigeria comes in here and we are speaking tree. What, what, what will happen? Tell me. He will not come back. We have lost their soul. We have lost somebody who could, who could have become something powerful. This could have been the person's only chance to salvation. Probably the evening of that day or the next morning, the person was going to die. And because we have limited ourselves to culture and language, our local language, we have lost a soul and the person dies in their sins. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Even the Bible is not written in one local language. We have the Old Testament in the Hebrew and Aramaic, the New Testament in Greek and some, sometimes Latin, part of it. Just to let you know. That's why somebody goes to a different country to preach and doesn't speak their language. They need an interpreter. You understand? Because you are trying to communicate to a people of a certain place. But when you are in a place where you have an agenda of wide unity, wide coming together, this is what Jesus prayed. They joined together as one. Please go on. I pray for them to become one with us mm -hmm. so that the world will recognize that you sent me. Yeah. For the very glory you have given to me, I have given to them mm -hmm. so that they will be joined together as one and experience the same unity we enjoy. Yeah. You live fully in me and now I live fully in them so, they, so that they will experience perfect unity. And the world will be convinced that you have sent me. Yeah. For they will, they will see that you love each one of them yeah. with the same passionate love that you have for me. Amen. Amen. You know, somebody will ask, what about if the person um, is in America but is not really, cannot flow in the English language? So when you speak in your local language, the person can also enjoy where the person works. If the person... If this Ghanaian person is frafra, where the person works in the U.S., do they speak frafra over there? Don't they speak English? Yet you manage to get a job. We are just lazy, that's why. My mother didn't go far in education. Yet the anointing could come on her and she could read English letters my father had written. One time my father had a big issue with his junior brother. This is my mother saying it to us. We didn't even know. And my father was so mad, he wrote a letter disowning his brother. He had written it. And because he knew my mother couldn't read, he just left it on the bed. The anointing came on my mother. He, she picked the letter and read the whole thing in English. My father came here and she said, don't send this letter to your brother. I read it. 
It's because we are lazy. Do you think the Holy Spirit, Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will lead you, will teach you all things. That he, he is so limited that he can't advance your language. <laughs> when the disciples gathered together, the day the Holy Ghost came on them, the Bible said they were speaking English, they were speaking language of other people's natives, of other people's language. They were all in Israel, but they came from other places with different languages and they had the disciples prophesying in their own languages and they were surprised. How come these people are speaking our language? So the Holy Spirit is not powerful enough to grant us wisdom into these things. I don't speak ever. I was one day casting out a devil from one girl and that demon spoke ever. Togo Ewe, proper Togo Ewe. And I asked those around, this is what the demon is saying. And they gave me the meaning of it and they were surprised. I'm not an Ewe person. We limit the Holy Spirit too much because we are self-centered and lazy. That is why. They don't speak our local language. I will not go. When the enemy is fighting you, he fights you with local language, right? Or when there are issues, the issues come in local language. No. It's all because of selfishness and self-centeredness. And we limit a lot of things God could have done. If we had come together and do what God was, it would have been much easier. It's, it's so sad. It's, it's really, 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 really sad. It's really sad. When you go to Nigeria or you go to Ghana, the churches that meet in Ghana eh, and preach in English, they are in Ghana or they are in Nigeria. They are not speaking the local language. They are speaking English. See how easy it is for them to flow into other nations or get other people to be connected to the message they are preaching. Very easy. Right? It's just, as I said, it's just laziness and selfishness. Oh, yes. We have come to our own. We have come to our own. This is our own. Really? Really? It's sad, though. It's sad. We can accomplish a lot. You, if you like... Let's try it, if you like. Let's put it that way. That it is, we are ready with, to pour blood and sweat. See what God will do. I'm telling you, we are never supposed to pray too much time, too much on our personal needs. We are not. Read the Bible. We are not. Bible says that they that delight themselves in the Lord, he grants them their heart desires. Anybody who delights himself in the Lord is into the project of unity. Otherwise, they are not delighting themselves in the Lord. Tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. If we say we delight ourselves in the Lord, it shows in our unity that we are. Look, I don't want us to read. It will take another time. 
but I think I've read it before. When Nehemiah, okay, Nehemiah told his king, he was serving a king far from Israel, and he heard that the walls of his, of his country had broken down. He prayed for favor before the king, and God granted him favor. Nehemiah got to, to, to Israel, and they started building the wall, brought his people together. He needed um, timber, stones. The king wrote a letter. Wherever he would get to, they should give him what he needs. And they gave him all the supplies. There were two guys called Sambalat and Tobiah who are from the other tribe that hated Israel. And because they wanted to find a way to destroy the work, they went and presented themselves to Nehemiah and said, look, we are together. Let's build together. And Nehemiah said, no. We know you people. No, we will build our own walls for our God. And so they teamed up to fight the Israelites from building the wall. They teamed up. Sambalat and Tobiah. They teamed up so much that they started writing letters to the governors and to high people in high places to stop. But when they realized that the king who ordered, who favored Nehemiah was their superior, then they said, hey, we can't try. So they started sowing discourse among them. They fought the Israelites and look at what happened. Because of unity and one vision. This is what they did. They would be building the wall with one hand and the other hand they had weapons. <laughs> you understand the whole thing? So one hand is applying mortar. This one is, they were together holding a block and we put here. But one hand was holding stones and spears and Anything that can fight, anything that can fight, they were holding it to one left is ready to fight. What the right hand was building. And once Samuel and Tobiah saw the people's unity and readiness to build and fight at the same time, they were careful. And Bible says they were able to finish half of the wall. Can you imagine building a whole wall just even around East Hartford with one hand holding the tools to work, one hand holding gun? They did it. That's the meaning of unity. One hand we are building, the other hand we are fighting. We fight anybody who wants to separate us and we build the vision together. That's what it means. I, I, I always like that story. One hand building, one hand in weapon. Waiting for Sambalet and Tobiah and his people to come. They were willing. Winners Chapel, this is what they did. Those days when the, the northerners or the Muslims or the Fafras were burning churches in Nigeria, they said, Bishop, we made an announcement. Next week, Sunday, when you're coming to church, anything you can fight with, bring it. They met the next Sunday. Some were holding pistols for fufu. Some were holding <laughs> frying pans. And when the people were coming and they saw that they were ready to fight in their church. They left them. They couldn't touch their church. Ready to die together. This is what we call the unity of the body of Christ. Nobody said, hey, huh, I won't come and die because of you. No. They brought anything they can fight with into their church. As they were worshiping, people had things under their seats ready. They couldn't touch their church. They couldn't. We have people in their churches 
when outsiders are insulting the church, they add their voice. Oh, yeah. They add their voice. We can grow like that. We can grow. Trust me, there's so much we can do because we are united. So much. You'll be surprised. It's not for one person to take glory. What? what is it? Or one person to come here and say, hey, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. It is for all of us. And that is the agenda of Jesus Christ. For a few minutes, we are going to pray. We are going to pray. And we are telling God, let your will be done. Help us to stay together and fight together. Help us. Help us. Help us. Help us. Help us stay together. Help us fight together. Eva Dada. Start praying. Start praying. Help us stay together. Help us fight together. In Covela di Bosha Brabata Bado Sebada Livon Sendele Brasubendele Baya Covara di Osembre Pafados Licosende Lizitiba da Zadaba Infoshibrandi Covala de Bassa Braton Velacadia. Help us stay together. Help us walk together. Help us build together. Help us win together. Help us fight together. Mashende Rava Seko Papa Damba Dakaya. Mikombra Diko Sevaradibasa. More victories if we stay with one mind. More victories if we stay with one mind. Help us die to self. 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 Help us come out from the place of selfishness and self-centeredness. Help us, Lord. Help us, 
cannot work together unless they agree, Lord. Only one can chase a thousand, but two can chase ten thousand, Lord. Help us stay together, joined together, working together, serving you together, fighting together, winning together. We shall win together, Lord. We will win together, Lord. By your spirit that joins us together. By your vision that joins us together. By your word that joins us together. Thank you, Jesus. Imbo se varada ba. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's have communion, please. Thank you, Lord. Bless the communion. Bless it, bless it, bless it. It must bring you healing. 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 Bless the communion. It must bring you healing. It must bring you joy. There should be joy. There should be freedom. There should be strength. There should be help. There should be deliverance. There should be lifting. There should be grace and mercy. Hey, loss of Empowered by your strength and your spirit, Lord. Even This communion is blessed. And we walk in favor and strength. Healings. Protection. Mercy. Help come to us as we take the body and the blood of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Now and forevermore. Amen. God bless you. How was the 31 days experience? Should we do it again? <laughs> but don't forget, we are still in a, a year of fasted life, right? Skip a meal and pray. Still on. How was it today when you woke up knowing that it was not a, uh, 
a, a fasting thing. Yeah. Yeah. They said something that you do for three weeks, 21 days continuously. It just becomes part of you. So it might take some time for you to come back to your normal routine. But I wish you could continue in the habit of fasting. It, it's, it's nice. It keeps you, it gives you some consciousness and some nice what? weight loss. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. All right. But we have another short one coming up very soon. That one is not 31 days. Very short. And it's for a reason. We will get there. Let's take our Jude. From the TPT. something for you on Sunday, okay? When you get there, I'll let you know. Are we ready? Alright, let's go. Now to the one with enough power to prevent me from stumbling into sin and bring me faultless before his glorious presence to stand before him with a static delight to the only God our Savior through our Lord Jesus Christ be endless glory and majesty, great power and authority from before he created time, now and throughout all the ages of eternity. Amen. Some people are Bukolongo. Reciting the thing. Beautiful. Thank you, Lord. 